All right, everyone. Welcome to Guys Time with the Brides. This is a special episode today. I don't usually do episodes on Saturdays, and this is actually the first time I have a special guest on Guys Time with the Brides. None other than my cousin John Brides. John Brides, brother, what's up, man? How's it going? Woo! What up, man? Yeah, there you go, Good brother. To say, I love it, dude. I mean, first, first, like I said, first special guest ever. I've been doing this for almost four, or yeah, close to four years now, and you're the first one, man. So you, that's something special, something you'll always remember. <laughs> oh Hell man, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to be doing the first podcast with you. Um, and we got a hell of a show for you guys today. So stay tuned. We're going to talk on uh, some great topics. Um. Zach, you know, for the people that don't don't know you on my platform, um, why don't you let them know kind of just a little bit about, you know, who you are, what you do um, and uh, your podcast and what you guys talk on. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. So, yeah, my name is Zach Bryes. Obviously, on my platform, I'm called the Bryes main guy, Zach. Uh, that's I don't know. That's kind of like my uh, alter ego, I guess, if you want to call it. Uh, I've been doing this podcast, you know, for four years now. And then obviously John, my cousin, he knows me. He knows I love my sports, especially football. And he's a big football fanatic. He played football uh, in college and in high school, and he was a beast. So you got that going on. But, yeah, he, I'm a big sports guy, love my sports. Football's my favorite. I like mixed martial arts, and I like hockey. That's like my uh, top three sports. But all things sports, love betting on sports, uh, any championship game, you know, Super Bowl, World Series, you know, big UFC uh, title fight, whatever the case may be, Stanley Cup final, you name it, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to, you know, place bets on it, and uh, yeah, it's just, like I said, I I love my sports, and you know, for this podcast, we talk a lot about sports, I mean, obviously, those for who know guys time with the prize i mainly talk about football so you can say it's a really a football podcast and but i do talk about a little bit of hockey and mixed martial arts and you know i'm getting i'm actually doing a little bit of boxing now so you'll probably be hearing some boxing uh stories uh coming up in in the next uh, few episodes in the next few months so yeah like i said i started this podcast four years ago because i love talking about sports i have uh, a deep passion for all things sports, and I just decided to start with my good friend Chris, and yeah, I've been rolling ever since. You know, 2024 started in 2020, and it was kind of crazy because that was when COVID happened. So it's like can't go to work, you know, and the world shut down. What to do? Perf- it was kind of a perfect time, and I hate to really say that because we were in a pandemic, but it was really a, a good time to start a podcast. So I started in April of 2020. And yeah, I've been rolling it ever since. And as you can see, I got some, I got a t-shirt, got a t-shirt going. So got the YouTube channel started up. I started at uh, last year, uh, January, 2023, finally um, expanded my, you know, the social media platforms, I guess if you want to mention that, if you want to say that and uh, yeah, just trying to get my name out there. So yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, (laughs) guys, time of the prize. I, I, always having a good time. So yeah, John, how about you, man? I seen some YouTube shorts. What are you up to? I I see your uh, YouTube channel. What's going on with you, my friend? Yeah. So just to catch you guys up a little bit, um, just to catch you guys up a little bit, I uh, last last two weeks, um, 
I've been, uh, um, I've been, uh, I've been, I've been sick, uh, the last two weeks, just been coming off of that. It seems like that's been going around like all over the country. Um, kind of like, you know, congestion. So I haven't, I've been off the, you know, the, the content for a while. I was pumping out a bunch of content, um, as you guys know, uh, but. I just slowed down with the holidays, uh, you know, been focusing really hard here on getting some things started up for the real estate, uh, looking to get into the self storage investing, um, that space. Uh, so been doing a lot of research, a ton of research, got a logo put together. I'm excited to show you guys on ACE guard, uh, storage. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just been kind of living life, trying to, figure stuff out here and I'm about to get calling on self storage facilities uh probably this next week and um and and yeah so really it's been a lot more business focused rather than uh you know pushing out content and whatnot as of as of late but I'm I'm very excited you know starting out with this podcast today I'm super excited to be on here uh with Zach and uh and and finally get back into the content putting out youtube shorts and whatnot so first things first zach let's uh let's get a little bit into our detroit lions oh yeah definitely gotta the, talk gotta talk about those guys right <laughs> have to talk about the oh, lions, man. man so what what a crazy season freaking epic man one that one that we will never forget one as a uh you know a a, a detroit fan base we could never, ever, ever forget. I mean, the first playoff win in 31 years. Yeah, 30. Correct? Yeah, I think it was 32 years, but yeah, uh, since the 91 season. Yep. 91, I know. Yep. So and we weren't we weren't alive. That Barry took, <laughs> I know. We yeah, we weren't even alive then, brother. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. Exactly. So, and and that's the same year. Crazy enough, I watched that Bye Bye Barry on Amazon Prime. You watch that? I did. I did watch that a few months ago, right around Thanksgiving. I think that's when it came out. Yep. And I watched it. Yep. Yeah, that was a very good one. Got it. It was good. And uh, but I just watched it a few weeks ago, I think. But uh, when I was sick here, but um. I didn't know that it was 91 was the last time they got a playoff win. And it was actually also the last time that they had ever been to not ever, but yeah, it's the last time, not the last, am I saying that wrong? The last time they'd been to an NFC championship in was that like, it was that year. Yeah. It was that season, the 91 season. So yes, they had multiple I do believe. playoff wins obviously to get there, but then they also, that was the last time they got to the playoff or to the NFC championship. Um, uh, and then, you know, they ended up losing 41 to 10 uh, to the Redskins. Yeah, and, the Washington uh, Redskins. But, when they were known as the Redskins. Yeah, yeah I call I mean, them the Commanders now. Yeah, you don't want It's incredible. Yeah, it, it, crazy. Like I said, it's definitely it's been a long time. And like I said, you know, a lot of people, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously I'm bummed as to how the game or the season ended this year. I mean, they were up 24 to 7 and they they blow that lead. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's just like on the road against San Fran, the number 1 seed, you're up by that much. I mean, you got you know, there's a whole other half of football, man. We've seen collapses like this before. Teams up big, going into halftime, they come out and they're flat, and they end up losing the game. Unfortunately, this time we lost the game that mattered most. We win, we're going to the Super Bowl. 
Unfortunately, we lost. It was a heartbreaker. I had trouble sleeping that night. I'm not going to lie. And then uh, this whole whole week was kind of rough, especially Monday. You know, I, I really didn't feel like going to work, but it is what it is. Like I said, this season, me personally, I'll, I'll ask you uh, what your thoughts about it are, John, uh, how this, uh, the season went. 12-5, and five, going to the winning two home playoff games, going to the NFC Championship game. That's pretty damn impressive in Dan Campbell's third year as the head coach. So, yeah, I mean, he goes for it on those fourth downs, didn't get him. Okay, he's been doing it all season long. Josh Reynolds has to catch the ball. I mean, that, it's that simple. He dropped two critical passes in that game. I'm sure you can agree with me on that, John. And then Jameer Gibbs with that fumble, that hurt us too. So, but, yeah, uh, talking about that, what was your how how you think the Lions? Uh, what was your assessment of the Lions this year? How you think they did? Were you impressed? Man, think they could well, have done I mean, more. No shit, man. I mean, I think everybody that fucking turned that shit on and they <laughs> they went twelve and five. No one could have fucking thought the no. Lions were gonna go twelve and five. No, not never. only that. Who the fuck thought they were gonna win a playoff game? They always choke. They always blow blown it. I was just watching something the other night. You know, NFL and Fox had an Instagram post about, uh, um, you know, uh, the, the the Lions, you know, struggles over the years getting to a playoff win and uh, in, in how long it's been since they've been in the NFC Championship since 91 and and uh, as well. And and uh, just the Owen 16 year with us growing up, we are mm. a lifelong Damn. Fucking Detroit Lions fans, man, through and through, <laughs> we bleed blue, motherfucker. For sure, but, you know. But it, like, it's been such a beautiful thing. I in 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 Texas at the Dallas airport because Dan Campbell's from Dallas. I met him in the airport before the season started. In uh, it would have been in July. He was going back home. He's from around Waco. He told me, but I went up and you know I'm with my dog German Shepherd. I'll I'll put the I'll put the picture in the uh, in in the uh, podcast here, but yeah, uh, for go. those of y'all watching, but um, I was with traveling with my dog Ace. Uh, she's a female. She's a black female German Shepherd, and uh, we we're traveling through the airport. And I was going out to Dallas. I was working at a at a uh, corp at a uh, job down there in Dallas, and um, I ended up seeing him at the at the baggage claim. And I'm looking at, I look at him and I'm going, is that fucking Dan Campbell? <laughs> oh, is man. that fucking Dan the man? Dan fucking Campbell? Oh, that's awesome, and I'm, brother. And, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm looking at him like, that's fucking Dan Campbell. And I go, I, I go up to him and I go, I'm wearing my, like, my Michigan State shit. I usually wear that shit, like, because I played college football, like, like Zach said. I played it at Michigan State and I played it in New Mexico. And uh, uh, so usually I just, there's a lot of times where I'm bumming around and I'll just wear, it's all free shit. So I, you know, I wear Michigan state or, <laughs> or New Mexico red, you know, shoes and all kinds of stuff, shorts, shirt. And I was wearing a bunch of green, green and white. Uh, and, and, uh, anyways, I go up to him and I'm like, I was like, Dan, Dan, are you Dan Campbell or something? And, and he's like, he's like, I, I said, uh, I said, John Bryce, nice to meet you, you know, or whatever. And he's like, uh, I don't know, and it, it was just, he was just hella cool, man. And I just said, man, it mean it means so fucking much for what you're doing for the city. It means so much what you're doing for the state. It mean, dude, and and he already knows that he was on the team in 08 
when we were growing up in 2008, when we went zero and sixteen. Yes, sir. Like, yes, he was. It it not only was it a depressing time for so many years for our sports teams, mm. Michigan Wolverines. I mean, if 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 you're from the east side of the state, everybody pretty much. They grow up kind of around a Michigan fan or they're Walmart Michigan fans and shit. You know, like for the like for them to win a national championship this year, fucking incredible. I'm not awesome. I'm not a, a Michigan fan, but fucking I incredible. I grew mm-hmm. up with all my family being Michigan fans, really like it, it's fucking it's cool as shit, man. I got a lot of respect and, and all that. Like it's just so cool. I just got I got I got a lot of love for the state doing well as a whole. I want our state to do well as a whole, but um, it's just, it's just to see the energy that having an outstanding collegiate football team in our state has, has given us uh, to see the, the, the positive energy that the lions. Okay. This is what I'm getting back to. I'm sorry. I'm getting a little off track, but oh no, you're good, to brother. see the incredible energy that the lions have brought to this state to detroit city to the surrounding to the suburbs to the country to to everywhere in this state man it's a beautiful fucking thing people are finally starting to wear lions gear again because but it's just so long of every sunday growing up man and you you know i i'm sure you felt felt the same way there was every single sunday when you turn on that fucking channel and the lions were playing you're looking at it and you're going as a kid and you're just like this is so fucking depressing and and it was already depressing as a state in a city the city filed for bankruptcy the state didn't we need it like the city was fucked up all our cities are fucked up you look up the top 50 most dangerous cities in america all of our major cities are in all those lists because jobs left when the automotive industries when they all moved to mexico and wherever for cheaper labor it crushed our state, you know, and, and, um, but like we've needed, we've needed something like this so fucking bad as a state, our communities, we've longed for something so good like this for so long. It has been such an incredible thing just to witness, you know, and to, but, you know, and to meet Dan Campbell before the season and just to be able to shake it. I mean, he don't remember whatever, but like, that's the type of, I already knew a few years ago, you know, that's no matter how he turned out, no matter how it went, that I've played on a lot of different teams, winning teams, a lot of losing ones too. And a lot of ones that are fucked up, got character issues, got player issues, got coaching issues, uh, um, administrative issues, you know, that fuck up, you know, things. To have a coach that has your back, that has the player's interest in mind because not too long ago he once was a player and he went through the process and he dealt with the worst of the worst of the worst teams, like 0-16, the one he was on. You gain an understanding of what the fuck you don't want, what you don't want as a culture, what you don't want in the locker room uh, as a culture, on a coaching staff as a culture, because you know firsthand what it does as a player. 
I am such a huge fucking proponent of Dan Campbell and what he has done for the city, what he's done for the state. Like, everything he says, I am with him. I haven't heard one thing Dan Campbell has said, and I'm like, that's some fucking, that's some spineless shit, that's some pussy shit, that's some, you know, and sorry for my swearing and my yelling, you know, I'm like, we're a little Italian, so we, oh, yeah, you know, no. we, we, we yell and shit. Hey, man, we, you know, but, hey, this is America. We say what we want. <laughs> whatever, brother. But, you, you say whatever. You have the floor. But it just, I don't know, Zach. I know I'm, I'm getting going here, but, like, it means the fucking world to, ha to have a player's coach. It gives me so much pride once again to be a lions fan i've always been a lions fan in the 08 year when i was young and i was growing up i'm 10 years old i still love the lions but guess what life all the shit that was going on the recession it was a depressing fucking time you know and in michigan yeah. in the winter too with all these gray skies we don't get a lot of sunshine yeah <laughs> on top of it it gets depressing you know right. when your mom and dad you know they go from job to job to job you know uh you know or on top of all that shit i mean it it was i mean it was like we were down for a long time as a state you know and to see this coming back to see the detroit rap culture take off Everybody trying to copy our style now. Everybody trying to, you know, and uh, 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 you know, and, and, and people, people, um, you, you know, the, the who is the other team? I'm trying to think the first team we played in the playoffs, or the, maybe it was the Bucks, and they're doing the Blade Icewood, uh, you know, uh, dance in the end zone and shit, and they're mocking us and shit. Like, yeah, Detroit Coulter has taken yeah. the fuck over, and it's our time now, motherfuckers. For sure, and it's our time now, and yep. and. It, it's just, it's so fucking, it's long overdue, man. Right. It's long overdue because we've been down for a long fucking time. So it's just, it's been an incredible thing to see, man, for the, for the city, for the state. Um, it gives me so much pride, you know, to, to be from Michigan. Yeah, it's gritty here, motherfucker. Yeah, it's a lot of gray skies. It's a lot of shitty weather. Good, don't come here. We don't, <laughs> California folks. We don't want you, motherfuckers, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stay, stay, stay yeah, there. stay in California. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, we don't need you. Like, like, oh, man. <laughs> our state is a great mix, man. Of like, it's really a balanced state, and we're not, we're not totally right. Uh, uh, we're not totally a red state, and we're we're not totally a left state. We're kind, of, we're a balanced state, but we get yeah. some, we have some great laws. We got some great fucking people. Um, but I'm just excited, man. I'm, I'm excited for the future. I'm excited, uh, uh, for the future of the lions, uh, you know, Michigan, hopefully Michigan state can pull their head out of their ass, but, uh, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> they just going to keep throwing money at the wall. Hope it sticks. So yeah. Right. Billionaire donors. Come on. Yeah. Hey, fund the $25 million weight room expansion. That'll bring the kids. <laughs> yeah. How about the culture? You dumb fucks. Yeah. You know, how about the coaching? Like, I don't know. You know, it's so weird. D'Antonio, I played for D'Antonio. I was a part of the team of D'Antonio. D'Antonio was a legend. D'Antonio was a boss. He didn't even Great have coach. to say it, man. Like Great coach. Like, when, when you know, and when we when we grew up, man, like, dude, I don't know about you, but when was the first time you watched The Godfather, man? 
Oh man, yeah, you gotta go back some years. I, I, I was a little one for sure. I was probably how uh, old? Yeah, maybe, maybe eight, nine years old. Maybe now I've seen parts of it because it's a long movie. It's a four-hour movie. Yeah, eight, yeah, yeah, eight-year-old yeah, yeah. T- attention span. That's not gonna work. Yeah, but uh, yeah, enough. probably probably yeah. around eight or nine. Great movie. Yeah, so, great movie. And, and what I'm trying to say about D'Antonio is that like D'Antonio moves like a boss through and through. Through and through, and he he had a spine and a backbone. He was he was. D'Antonio was a G, and he didn't have to say it. And that's how you know those are real. Like those are real G's. Like those are real gangsters, man. Motherfuckers that got balls. They don't have to fucking say it. Uh, um, you know, and and d'antonio man the first time i watched the godfather i was five years old my and my dad right in here in the house my my dad said uh uh you know my mom was was uh coming out of the shower i was sitting on the couch over here my dad was on the other couch and uh i don't know what the fuck i was watching and and, uh, or what's going on (laughs) yeah and in that slow long movie but um and my mom walks out you know she just got out of the shower and she walks out she's brushing her hair she's like she's like what are you guys watching? And, and my dad's like, The Godfather. And, sh- and she's like, Kevin, he can't be watching that. He's five years old. And he's like, he's like he needs to watch it. He needs to watch it. Oh, and, God. Uh, uh, but, like, dude, like, Hell I've yeah. been watching those kind of movies my entire life. I fucking love them. I love all the my movies. I want to ask you about that later, actually. But For sure. Uh, like, um, like, I've been watching those movies all my life. You know, like, dude, but it's not even a movie. I met a lot of people that, you know, are are doing, you know, big things and shit, man. But D'Antonio, man, he is like Michigan State needs a guy with a backbone like that who has morals, lives off of principles, lives off of, you know, like there's a lot of things you can say about his time there. And I think there was a lot of fucked up people that tried to fuck him up you know at the end i love coach d'antonio uh um and i i i see right through that man but he i mean like it's guys like that like that and i guess that was a long-winded way of me saying like i see a lot of that in dan campbell but even better he's younger he has more energy he he played more recently uh uh he it's just such a beautiful thing we got a young team we got the best fucking executive in Brad, Brad Holmes. Is that his name? Yeah, Brad Holmes. Yeah, he he uh, he he's changing that culture too. Yeah, don't forget about him. He 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 drafted those players. He he's drafted the one drafting Gibbs the right players in Laporta. Years and years yep. and years, we're like, stop yep. drafting a tight end, you dumb fucks. We need an offensive line. You know, well, all those years we kept losing and losing. He got right with Laporta this year, though. You gotta give him that. He got right because Laporta no, went off. He he kicked ass this year. He he best tight best tight end in the league in my opinion now i'm not just saying that being biased you know living in michigan being a lions fan like look what he did as a rookie as a rookie dude unbelievable but yeah brad holmes don't forget about him he's changing that culture too not just dan campbell those two and then it was sheila ford hamp i'll I'll throw her in the in the hat it's like the triangle yeah she's changing the culture too all three of them and they've done a wonderful job Three years together, uh-huh. and it, it's like a brand new team. So yeah, I was gonna say now. With that being said, 
you know, obviously they lost the NFC Championship game to the 49ers. So now talking about next season, they got a tougher schedule, but what's the benchmark for the Lions? Is it the championship game winning that or is it Super Bowl or bust? I've heard some uh, I've heard some comments and some different opinions on that on all the local uh, sports radio shows like 97 won the ticket. Um, you know, they had some different opinions. So, John, I just wanted to ask you. Well, what's the benchmark for the Detroit Lions next year? They made it this far this year, but now next year, what do we got to do? I mean, Super Bowl or bus, or do we have to win the NFC Championship game? What's what's the benchmark for our Lions next year? To me? Yeah. Yep. It's a hundred fucking percent the standard now. It, it, it reminds me of when I was playing. Example, like in high school, it, it depends on the culture of where you're at. Yeah. Some teams, their Super Bowl is getting a fucking playoff win for the first time in 31 years. That was us. <laughs> like us. Like, <laughs> like us, for sure. Right? Like It's getting one win. Like, But even though we, we wanted a lot more this season, we had very lofty goals for our first time being there. Now we have a little bit of experience. Uh, um, and we fucked up. We, 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 we choked. We, we, we dropped the bag. We were up 17 points, but now we have a little bit of experience. That's a huge thing for yeah. a young team to get punched in the mouth. And, and, and now for, you know, for them to have a little bit of experience at some of the highest levels with the most pressure, the brightest lights. Um, uh, but for example, like I was trying to say though, is that like, on different teams, different things are their Super Bowl. For sure. Michigan State on a bad year, that's beating Michigan. Yeah. Just to fuck up their plans. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You guys did a lot of that with Dan Antonio. He found a way to beat us every single year. <laughs> I mean, he, yep. he, he that defense, yep. you guys had some good defensive teams uh, during this time because he was a defensive minded coach, so he took care of business. No doubt. I'll give him that for no sure. Doubt. No doubt. Um, and like, so that, uh, but like in, in high school, for example, at Lumen Christie, when I played at Lumen Christie, the only thing that we fucking talked about was winning a fucking uh, state championship. For the, sure. The standard that should is be the standard. standard in high school. The all standard high is the standard, it, it, but it's on wherever you're at. And then yeah. this is where. People sometimes they just look at a team and they go, oh, those kids, they fuck, they suck. They fucking suck. That kid drops the ball. That kid did. And, you know, and there is a lot of the players, how good they are to do with the success. A thousand percent. They're the ones playing the fucking game. But it's a collective. They call it a team for a reason. It's a collective fucking team effort from the ground up. The players have to be taught the right way to think, to, to think under pressure. Not have, as Coach D'Antonio would call it, not to have a fog of war in your eyes. Once you get those bright lights on that situation, you're not looking like uh, yeah, like a deer, deer in headlights. Exactly. Yep. Yes, and um, but that's where the standard is the standard, motherfucker. If if if, if your standard is to it, 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 it is to go to the 
Gator Slayer tax, tax Slayer Bowl or whatever the fuck <laughs> that bullshit is, yeah. or to go to the fucking toilet oh, bowl, God. or go to the fucking peanut butter bowl. Yeah, what a, I, no one gives a fuck no. man, about that dumb shit, no. man. No, and that should never a be the standard as a coach or a culture or a team, man. Like, it's not. It's unacceptable, man. That shit is unacceptable. Like, if we're gonna do this shit, let's. Fucking do this shit. Go all the way. You know, like fuck yeah, hundred percent. Like, so, and I think that's that's how the best of the best ones, the best coaches, the best teams, motherfucker. The standard is the standard. There is no if ands or buts. Maybe we'll win a playoff game. <laughs> Maybe we'll. Oh, we win the Big Ten championship. Woo! Like motherfucker. No, win, the, win the whole fucking Are thing. We, yeah, Are we're not we, done. Like we're not done. Now that's great. Like, yeah. but every single year, like it should be in Ohio. And I'm gonna give credits where credits due, because I'm I'm real. I'm gonna say real shit. We we'll expect anything State, less. <laughs> Ohio State, their mentality down there in Columbus, it's right. Championship or bust. Alabama, championship or bust. Georgia. Uh, mm. Georgia's coming to the mix with Kirby Smart. All, all of, uh, yep. you know. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of Saban's good teams. underlings are coming to bite him in the ass now. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of other teams but, who's made it to the, the championship. I mean, yeah, obviously you got the Alabama's, you got Georgia. I mean, Clemson's been there a couple times. Um, you know, Florida, but, you know, they kind of, they haven't been really – that good in a long time since like probably the Tim Tebow years. I mean, am I wrong on that? I mean, I don't know. That's the last time they won championships. Urban Meyer was there, of course. You know, <laughs> gotta remember those days. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, even I mean, teams Michigan every now. single year they're they're coming to they're coming and kicking a motherfucker's door and fuck them up. You right. know, like they're coming with an aggressiveness and a, and a mentality and a ferociousness that's unmatched. Yeah. Like what? Y'all were shooting for the uh, conference championship. Yeah, we're gonna fucking kill you. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna put your head on a. We're gonna put you. We're gonna put your fucking head on a stake in the town square, motherfucker. Yeah, that's like, that's yeah. it, brother. Auburn, Auburn. Mm. Uh, you know, like for Alabama, it'd be like, you know, hey Auburn, yeah, you're you're shooting for us. You know, uh, you know that's your fucking national championship. Guess what, buddy? We can't wait to put your fucking head on a stake or hang you in the fucking town square, motherfucker. Yeah, fuck you guys. We're going you know, for like, the going for the bigger picture. It, it all comes back to having the right mentality, but it come like in order for things to click in organizations I've been on. I'm, uh, uh, these are teams making like Michigan State back in 2018 or whatever. I looked it up. They were making like nine hundred million dollars. It was like ninety three million dollars. I mean, I played Damn. on t or like a lot of money. There's a lot of people's. Livelihoods and jo like jobs involved and families involved and people depend on this shit. It's their life, for sure. And but it takes a good board. It takes at the collegiate level and at the pro level, like Sheila Ford Hampton. I don't want to just inherit something like the rest of my family's done and fuck around with it. Are we taking it there or are we fucking around? Right. 100%. She's taking it there. Hell yeah, Mad she is. fucking respect to uh, Sheila Ford Hampton. You're, she's kicking fucking ass. Um, 
it takes a brain at the top, a visionary to, and then you get people that are more experienced and way smarter than you in different things to build a beautiful fucking team that builds a result like we have this year. Now in the third year, we got a super young team. We got a young fucking coach. I don't think he has a loyalty and a backbone and and balls, man. That motherfucker changed the game. Think about it in the last few years before this. No coach had a sack like this motherfucker going for it on fourth down as many times as he as he had. And that's something I want to call out these Lions fans for, these fair weather fucking fans. Oh, he should have kicked the field goal or he should have did this or that. Guess what, motherfucker? They were up by 17. They shouldn't have fucking lost a goddamn game. If they didn't fuck exactly. it up, three points don't matter, motherfucker. Right. It's not just on him. The players dropped the ball in the second half a lot. They, they, they thought they were up. Man, we're up 17. We're going to the Super Bowl. Hey, fuck it. Hit the blade. Guys, the damn bitch. Oh, you know, da, da, da. Oh, Great, man. man. Yeah. But you got to fucking finish. You got to finish. You gotta have to. The, you got to take yeah. him out behind the barn yep. and fucking finish that motherfucker, man. You yep. got to, like, you got to finish. And, yeah, and they knew that. They yeah. all knew that. That was a talk at halftime, I'm sure, right. by Dan Campbell. But sometimes weird shit like that happens. I said that to my mom, though. I said, you know what? I'm, I'm wor- I told her that literally before any, any of that shit happened. I go, I'm, I'm worried about them blowing it. John, what are you talking? You know, what are you talking about? Yeah, like, oh, we, you know. Yeah, that's I, when I, I was watching. They'll be all right. I'm like, I'm like, mom, I'm worried about it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, when I was watching it too, um, I I thought I was like twenty four or seven. Hmm, that looked a little too easy, like too easy. You know what I mean? Forty ers playing at home, we're up seventeen. You know our running game's killing them. We're dominating on the offensive line. You know Jameer Gibbs is running around the field. David Montgomery's running around the field. We throw a reverse to JMO Jamison Williams. He scores the first touchdown in the game. Like this is a little too easy. Our defense is playing pretty damn good. We're shutting down like Ayuk and uh, Debo Samuel. Like and George Kittle didn't really do anything in the first half. Like this is too good to be true. I, I was happy. Don't get me wrong. I was happy that we were up twenty-seven to, or twenty-four to seven at halftime. But it's just like mm-hmm. ah. There's a whole other half to play. We have to finish, and then obviously yep. the unfortunate happened. Um, so that 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 you know it is what it is. But like you were saying, with the unlucky, you know, you know weird shit happens. The catch from Mayuk bounced off of Vildor's face mask. He should have caught it. Like that should have been an interception oh without question. And then Ayuk's yep. there for the diving grab makes a hell of a grab. You can say that could have changed the game. I mean, so many things in that second half changed the game. But you could say that but was it, one. But, yeah, that, that was a very unfortunate uh, situation there. No doubt. And But it doesn't fucking happen. None of, that, none of that other bullshit matters. If you if you don't – people want to take it back to one play. It's It's yeah. – it's a collective game as a whole. It's a it's a multitude of things and problems and wrong mentality across the player, players and the coaches. Maybe they were too easy on them at halftime. Usually, as coaches, you got to give them something to go. Well, and I'm sure Dan Campbell did. He's a great coach, but usually the mentality is no matter what. Coaches always want to try and motivate their players. Even if it's something fake, they're going to create an enemy 
and 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 for their players to attack that, to have the same mentality to come out in the second half, even if you're up big, to kick some fucking ass, right? So, um, hey, they're you know they. They they think you guys are fucking pussies, you know. They, they want to take this from you guys. They want to, you know, that kind of mentality, that those kind of talks, you know. And um, I'm sure something like that happened. Hey, got you know, but maybe he didn't step on that gas pedal enough at halftime. Right. Maybe his energy was a little bit. He's trying to focus on a million different things. And okay, the offense, the defense, the the team as a whole. I talk for a minute, and, but you know, you know what though. But it makes sense. It makes sense, though, man, the way the, the, the shit all happened. You know why? We acted like a team that's never been there before. Yeah, the experience. But we haven't. But the, we haven't. Yeah, the inexperience definitely showed. And I, I was going to mention that when you were talking about that uh, earlier. Uh, the ex- inexperience definitely showed in that second half. Obviously, the 49ers, they've been there before under Kyle Shanahan. Shit, they went to the Super yep. Bowl a couple years ago facing the same Chiefs that they're going to be playing uh, in a couple weeks. They've been there. They they know how this works. Us, we were inexperienced. I mean, you got head coach who's in his late 40s, 46, 47, his f- third year. Leads his team to the NFC Championship game. All the rest of our whole team as a whole, one of the youngest teams in the NFL. So, of course, yeah, the inexperience is going to show, and it did, unfortunately, in that second half. So, yeah, I just want to make that side comment. But, yeah, go ahead. No, 100%. I'm right there with you, man, and, and we're, we're talking on the same thing, you know, two different ways. But, yeah, it's it's it didn't really surprise me because it's – Unfortunately, that's why yeah. I had mentioned it at the hat, but it's like, we've never been here before. We are whooping their ass so much. I'm a little worried here. We might play like a team that has never been here before. Yeah. It just doesn't know how and to sec- secure a lead. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's, ex- and that's ex- but, exactly but what happened. I'm not yep. worried about it in the big picture. No, this Detroit Lions team, because they showed the us something this year. Right. The city's behind them like no other team in the fucking country right now. Yeah. The watch party in Detroit, uh, uh, when they were playing in San Fran, the whole fucking stadium was packed. Dude, the um, tickets sold out in minutes. 20 bucks to go there and watch it on the big screen. Sold out in minutes. I mean, I don't know what. Yep. I mean, if that doesn't tell you anything, I don't know what will. I mean, that's just. It's, it's, that's pride, it's, man. It's that's retarded. pride from it's, 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 people. Re- yeah. It's, it's retarded how much, and I don't, you know, no offense, but. It's it's stupid how much um, everything is going in the right direction, but like Dan Campbell said, he made I thought he made a perfect fucking comment. Excuse me, um, after the game in the in the after game press conference, I need to watch that in whole. I still haven't, but I watched. I've seen parts of it, but the one part he said about we may never get here again. Yeah, that stood out. I was just like, yeah. whoa. I mean, it's a reality check, though, right? No, Nothing's that, guaranteed. Motherfuckers like that that have the right mentality yep. that understand everything. We had this saying in Michigan State. Earned, not given. Every fucking thing For in sure. life, everything, it's, it's, it, it has to be earned, never given. Right. And 100% you agree. get fucked up. There, I mean, there's some people that they get their mentality fucked up, and and like like us at halftime, we are we got our mentality a little fucked up. You know, we go, man, we 
we got this thing in the bag, man. Mm-hmm. Fuck, fuck this shit, man. We got this, man. And they came out playing like that. And yeah, yeah, totally flat. And they forgot you had to play another half of football. It's done when there's uh, triple them. zeros at the end of the th- uh, fourth quarter. That's when it's all said and that's, done. That's the only time you can rest and relax. And as a player, I never felt. No, you can't. I, I had always felt calm kind of like before games not really calm but like i would almost be like tired before games there was so many times i was like i was just like tired man like let's just i want to fucking do this let's just do this shit like right. i'm not into that whole rah-rah shit i'm not on some ray lewis yeah, you know, talking <laughs> yeah. no like just go, like, go on that I'm, field and I'm, take I'm care of business dude, like yep dude i'm i'm like a motherfucking uh you know i was talking with my uh counselor and friend you know todd uh who was a former policeman and you know like talking to him about some of this stuff and he's he's like he's like dude with with how calm you are and stuff like under pressure man like he's like you remind me almost like uh i feel like i think myself sometimes like why why aren't you like a you know like special ops you know or (laughs) there you go you know something something like that you know like a green beret or some shit like that. And honestly, I'd like to serve my country and do some crazy shit like that. I got that one percenter kind of mentality. I always have, I like to push myself. I'd like to, you know, fight for freedom or something, but you know, that that's just kind of my mentality. It's just like, I'm like, I don't get too emotional about it. I'm here to do a job. Let's get, let's get the job done, take care of business. And, you know, and, 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 and call it let's not you know let's think of it like brushing our teeth let's not like it's not like oh my god like nah it's we're here to do a fucking job and let's let's fin let's finish them let's finish the team let's you know like gotta, so, gotta play all anyways, four quarters man, gotta play all four quarters gotta play, gotta play all four quarters man got to. And, and anyways um last thing i want to say in the lines and then I, w- I want you to i want you to give me something something on this or something you know but like for sure There was multiple people, family members of mine, et cetera, at the start of this Lions season when they lost that first game against Seattle, the bullshit in overtime. Yeah. Where there was a hold on there was the hold on Aiden Hutchinson yeah. that was not called. Yeah. But guess oh, what? God, that was Once brutal. again, that was brutal. Armchair quarterback fans think that shit happened on one play. Motherfucker, if there's even a chance for it to be decided by a flag that should have been called. You're not. That's not how the best think. Right. That's but, not. That's, but you, yeah, you don't leave well, it up to. You, just like in fighting, am I going to leave it up to the judges, or am I going to knock that motherfucker out? Exactly. You got to make the plays. Motherfucker out. You got to yeah. have such a margin, such separation. There is no question. And of course, everyone wants to play like that. But it's just that's the. It has to be like you have to. It's like running the forty yard dash. You have to think about I'm going to run forty five yards. That's what they teach them. I'm pretty sure. You know, my friends that went to the draft and shit. Like, you're 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 running uh you're running a forty five yard dash. Right. You're exceeding you have expectations to run through them. You right. Have to, it, it, it's it's that same mentality and everything. Because as humans, we like to you know we're sur- our survivalist instinct kicks in and we go. Oh, well, I can chill at about 39 and a half, 39 yards, 39 and a half. That's when you 38 and a half. And that's when you're dead. And you think like that, you're, 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 you're not going to survive. You're, you're dead at that point. Now you're done. Yeah, you're done. hundred percent because but, that mindset just goes away and your, your brain just is, is like, okay, I'm satisfied with this, but 
but then some motherfucker beats you by 0.5 because 39.5 instead of the four yard dash was good enough for you. But then yeah. that guy gave 0.5 more and he ends up beating you. 100%. So, yeah. 100%. And um, so, but, and the thing I wanted to, to tie it back in with is like at the start of the season, I'm sure you saw it too, maybe. But yeah. Where people, when they lost that game, and people are going, ah, you know, ah, it's just, it's the same, it's the same letdown lions. It's yes. the same letdowns. Same old what, lions. What SOL. Them? Yep. I I, the, I saw the, the comments. Letdowns. Yep. Yeah, the the letdowns. Yep. For sure. People like that are the motherfuckers that sit in the stands <laughs> and have never really. I love how it does that little emoji. But oh yeah, there you uh, go. Perfect. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, you can do that. It, it's on iPhone too. It doesn't. But anyway, uh, yeah. like with the fans, with it's those kind of fans that those are motherfuckers that have never really like that quote that your you know uh, your your um, your mom told me Annie uh, about Annie Ange about uh, the, uh, Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena. Yeah, you can she tell has that. Those motherfuckers never been in the arena. Nope, never. She has that posted in, in the kitchen. I, I read that the other day, and I was like thinking about. It, I'm just like, that's Dan motherfucking Campbell. If you really think about it, that's Dan motherfucking Campbell, and how he approached yep. the season. Trust his team to go on fourth downs. We're gonna do whatever it takes to win. I don't care. We're not gonna sell yep. for you know a tie or whatever. We're winning this motherfucker. So yeah, I read that and I'm glad you brought that up because yeah, I read it literally like a few days ago and I was just like, man, that's Dan motherfucking Campbell biting off kneecaps exactly. because he don't give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> oh, shit. And, and, that's uh, awesome, man. That's awesome. You mentioned that. Yeah. And just what, what I was going to say is that like, Those type of people, there's a lot. The majority of people are those kind of people. They have to see something to believe it. Other people, even before that, they know the good signs that should lead up to a team that's coming up and is on the rise. Not just one loss and then I'm emotional and forget them and they're the same letdowns. Motherfucker, if you've been watching the trajectory of the last few seasons, you're like first year, dog shit. Same yeah. okay. Three thir- first year. Yeah, he's three thirteen on, and one. He's taking on this he's taking on a team, just like in college they talk about it. When you're taking on a team, you did not help recruit, you did not help get signed, you did not in the NFL or, uh, you know, like Right. It exactly. takes a lot to try and build the right culture, players try, in the right. Yeah, spots, try and figure right, th- everything out. The right mentality. Yeah, it's like it's like a yeah. puzzle. Yeah, you're trying to figure everything yep. out. What's best for it's, 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 the organization? Yeah, or yeah. team, and whatever. It's, just, it's 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 like people like that. It's like they had to see the twelve and five season to go like, oh, the Lions are good now. And it's like, but even at the start of the season, I wanted to do a podcast or a, a some clips on that originally back then. But like people like that, and that's some sadly, it's a majority of people. They got to sure. see it to believe it. Yeah. But, you, I mean, th- this Detroit Lions team, they're, they're, they're going to be a lot different, a lot better. They're, it's a whole different thing, you know. And, and 
I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to just say that. But even before the season, even if Dan Campbell had an okay season or it was marginally better, maybe by a win or two or whatever, but, like, we played, like, this year, the whole theme it comes back to, think about we go 8-0 and and then we get our ass, I'm pretty sure, 7-0, 8-0, and then we get our ass whooped by Baltimore at Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, we got destroyed for sure. We yeah. played like a team that's never been undefeated and kicking ass. Right. We have the target on our backs before. But it's a totally different team. And that's what I just wanted to finish off with that on, on the Lions segment because if you still think this is the same letdowns or, oh, Dan, if you're after the game going, oh, Dan, I saw all the comment. Oh, you know, oh, Dan Campbell, you know, hey, this and that, you, you know, fucking – that's that was stupid. That was that was retarded of you to fucking. You should have kicked a field goal, man. Then we wouldn't have lost and all this dumb shit, motherfucker. I can tell you smoked weed and sat in the fucking uh, stands <laughs> your whole fucking life, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, there's a thumb, thumbs up again. I like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know, oh, go shit. go get back, go get back in the fucking stands and shut the fuck up, because right. no one fucking care. Like, obviously, you never been in the fucking arena before, man. Right. And, and that couldn't be more obvious. And I can't stand those kind of fucking fans, fair weather fans. When times are good, they're there, you know. When, and then when, when they're uh, bad, yeah, they don't bother even yeah. wearing the gear, or watching games, or, or anything. They just shit on everything. Oh, yeah. Dan Campbell, this and that. Oh, uh, this guy dropped four passes, dude. They were up seventeen. It took many, 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 many shitty plays to get to that even being a, a thing. Right, for sure. And. and, and 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 if you love Dan Campbell so much before that game and all this other shit, how are you going to change up because he's done the same exact shit that he's done in all the other games, going for it on this and that? That's he, his, I was that's surprised he, does, he even man. kicked the field goal before halftime. Remember yes. That? Yeah, I, I'm glad. See, I am glad you brought that up because uh, I was actually listening to 97 won the ticket. Rico, um, you know, I mean, he's all right. I'm not really a big fan of him, but he made a very good point about that. Uh -huh. and I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, it was like late in the second quarter, like maybe 10 seconds left. We're at their like two yard lines, fourth down. And he's like, you could see the split screen. You can see what he's trying to think. He's trying to think, uh, you know, I don't know if I should go for it or kick the field goal. And Jared Goff's like, what are we doing? He hesitated. And I think that kind of killed him a little bit because knowing Dan Campbell, if you watched, obviously you, you watch football, but anyone else, you know, who's ever going to listen to this podcast, see this podcast later. If you watch the Detroit Lions season, you know, all season long, he, you know that guy's going to go for it. Fourth and short, fourth and one, fourth and two, fourth and three. He's going for it. But he likes to kick the field goal. And I'm glad you mentioned that because you know what? That could have been the start of what was yet to come. People don't remember that play. They want to talk about the drop passes and, oh, why is he going for it on fourth down? Because three points, it's not a given. Because earlier in that game, Jake Moody, the San Francisco 49ers kicker, Michigan alumni, by the way, I had to mention that. Sorry, John. Uh, he missed a field goal. He missed a field goal that was like 40 yards out, 40 plus yards out. So Michael Badgley, like what? You're going to you're going to depend on him to kick those field goals that we went for on fourth down, like three givens. Yeah, take the points. I'm all about that. But at the same time, nothing's a given. Nothing's a given. Those field goals. I mean, he could have shanked it left. He could have shanked it right. It could have been blocked. It whatever. Like three points, it doesn't mean anything. Like it's not a given. So for him to go up four on fourth down, that's what he's been doing all season long. 
He did it in the first game of the fucking season against Kansas City at like our own like 12 yard line or whatever, 20 yard line, whatever the hell it was. And we, we got it. That was fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that when he went for it on that field goal, instead of going for it, trying to get a seven instead of three, that I, that I was kind of weird. I, I, I was trying to wrap, wrap my head around that too, because it's like, you've been going for it on fourth down and short all season long. Why are you taking the points? And he hesitated. I think that killed him, in my opinion. So that's my comment. You but I'm what? glad you mentioned that. I think, I'm really glad. I'm. Uh, I think that's a really, really interesting take you brought up in a very interesting perspective because that might have been the start of him not acting like himself. I see what you're exactly. saying and acting yeah. conservative. Exactly. And yep. that's exactly what the announcers were talking about mm-hmm. going into the second half. Yep. You still got to play like you. You can't pull back too much, of course, and then play, play conservative and act scared. And then you're not acting like yourself as a team. So I think all of them know, but this comes with experience yeah. at the highest of levels. Yep, the experience factor. They for will sure. come back next year. They will be much fucking stronger. And, and the, now... They're not just the letdowns, the people. They're not just whatever. They're coming in this next season with some swag, with some with some serious fucking grit, the most in the country. They, they embody all the characteristics of the Midwest gritty, industrial, factory workers, the... the, the, the yeah, the blue-collar the, the workers. Yep. The blue-collar community here yes, that's sir. strong as fuck, the, the, which, which built has built this fucking state uh, on, 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 on their backs that make up the majority of the state. Our, our family members, our, our friends, our, you know, associates, like it, it's just, we got a lot going for us. Um, and I'm, I'm extremely excited to, uh, to see what they do. Now, I guess last thing about the Lions, I saw some people talking about it. What's their biggest needs, in your opinion? Their biggest needs, in my opinion, you got me personally. Going into the next year. Yeah, they need another defensive end. Like, Aiden Hutchinson can't do it all the time. We need another defensive end who's fast, who can get to the quarterback. So we're not relying on our interior defensive lineman and Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, yeah, he gets held every single play anyway, but we need another edge rusher, like an elite edge rusher who can get after the quarterback, create pressure, get after the ball carrier, whoever has the ball, get your ass back in there and make the fucking play. We need another edge rusher. And then on top of that, I think we need like a shutdown corner because I hate to say it, Cam Sutton's not doing it, bro. And you've seen that. You saw that in the playoffs. You saw that really all season long. But you saw that in the playoffs. He goes up against their best receiver because, of course, Cam Sutton's our best shutdown corner that we have, unfortunately. And he got burned by Puka Nakua. He got destroyed by Mike Evans. And then he got humiliated by Debo Samuel. um, The team's wide receiver won. I mean, he got embarrassed. He can't keep up with those guys. So you got to find a shutdown corner wherever, whether it's in the draft or through free agency. I don't care. We need to sharpen up that secondary because that was our that was our weakness. I mean, you want to do all the strengths and weaknesses of the Lions. Their biggest weakness, and we saw it really all season long, but we definitely saw it in the playoffs, was their secondary. So shutdown corner, edge rusher, 
That's what we need to look at. Our offense line is good. If we can re-sign some guys, that's great. You know, offense is good. Obviously, we really don't need to touch it. And, touch on that a little bit defensive line is good like I said just another edge rusher linebackers are pretty good secondary yeah we need to clean that up a little bit so how about you I'll ask you the same question what do we need to uh, address I guess to the offseason or to the draft which is going to be in Detroit this year by the way so that's pretty cool that is pretty cool I forgot that yeah Uh, (laughs) but which I think that's the first time in ever I think so, yeah. I don't think we ever hosted because they usually had it in, like, New York. <laughs> no one ever gave a fuck about yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. our fan base. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Detroit was pretty uh, uh, pretty violent back then, and it, it's cleaning up a little bit, uh, little by little. It, it, it's looking a lot nicer now versus yeah, no, 20 years they, ago. They, they, yeah, there's they're <coughs> definitely a lot of institutional money coming into play. Uh, the owner of Quicken Loans, Dan, uh, Dan Gilbert. Dan Gilbert, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, I heard he's buying up a lot of the east side over by uh, he's got the money Jefferson for it. <laughs> on the east side over by the river, yeah. which I think on my real estate brain side of it, my business side of it, I think, man, if the if it'd be a hard task, you're going to turn around the east side. The east side for the longest time has been known as the grimiest, the grittiest, the 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 shittiest, uh, you know, side of town. I mean. But I think if you could, man, if you could turn around that east side on the river, if you could make it, you know, uh, beautiful, if you could build it back and make it a lot more housing, overlooking that, that the Detroit River, what a fucking beautiful thing that would be to, for the city. But um, anyways, I'm getting off topic. To go back to your question, what, what, you know, what do the Lions need? Yeah, what did he need to address? I, what do they need to address position-wise? I'm thinking, and I'm excited to see how Dan Campbell comes back from that loss, what he learns from it, yeah. you know, how, how, how that whole coaching staff and, ex, and executives, how do they look at it? How do they look to improve from how they slipped up there? How did, how did, I hope they really learn from their mistakes, but, um, and I'm sure they will. They got a whole sure. off season to, to look over that. Um, yep. got the draft I'm sure too. they'll do their homework. Yep. But for position needs, I agree with you 110%. Because I heard the announcer say, and I kind of agree with him, out of those final four teams, the Detroit Lions offensive line, they said was the best. And I I was like... 100% they were. 100%. I think they've really built a very strong uh, unit there. 100%. About time. I like (laughs) that. And it's about time because forever that was our biggest need, and they yeah. never drafted for it. They never – they had sourced some guys. That old, that one guy from Green Bay who they brought over. Oh, uh, T.J. Uh, Lane. Old, yeah, T.J. Lane, I do believe. Yeah. T.J. Lane was a fucking beast. Yeah. Um, but anyways, their biggest needs, man, I'm thinking our one deep threat. I love that guy. Who's that guy? He uh, had the he had the gambling issue. Oh yeah, Jameson Williams, Jamo, uh, out of Alabama. We needed that for fucking ever. Yeah, we got him now. He's a young guy. If he stays on the right track, 
I'm sure he will. It seemed like it was a little. Ho- yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. You, 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 you bet yeah. a little money on the side. Hey, you can't blame somebody. They're, they're fucking human, too. You get all you fucking degenerates love your fucking uh, DraftKings and all that. You fucking. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll raise my hand on that. I do some sports betting. Yeah. Fucking degenerate. Yeah, fucks. I, yeah, I know. I'm going to hell because I place a sports bet. <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, Crazy you know, dude. It was illegal forever. Now the now the all the uh, you know yeah all the commercials you you see it advertised and then the players can't it's fucking they, they, they can't they it's can't terrible, place bets. Man. It's like what I don't know. Yeah, the NFL is a little weird. They're, they're, they're a little yeah, strange well, just over like there. Like all these sports organizations. Oh, you know, you know. Oh, you can't smoke weed, and everybody's been smoking weed in all these leagues and all these colleges for yeah. fucking ever. By forever. the way, all forever. of us have always been blowing dope. Always, man. It, I mean, you know, uh, your favorite players, uh, you know, you name it, man. I fucking smoked with them, man. You know, but uh, yeah. like, man, uh, it's just dumb shit like that where it's like somebody's expectations. Like these guys are humans too, man. But yeah. anyway, to the needs, man. The coverage, the the secondary and the coverage unit on our defense definitely needs some love and attention. Uh, uh, you know, we saw that the executives in the coaching, they saw that I'm sure they'll just, I'm sure they'll do it right. I have faith in him, man. I had faith in him before the season, just because of the trajectory and the culture he's building. That's most important, man. The culture to culture to culture. So now he's built that. Now he's built a proof of concept in, in the executives and the, in the players, they've all come together to create that into a reality. So I'm excited to see where it goes from there. Next thing's next, man. I want to talk to you a little bit about this UFC, man. Uh, specifically, and I didn't watch his last fight, but I want to ask you about this fighter. The loudmouth. The hottest fucking thing in the UFC right now. Sean Strickland, man. Yeah. What do you think about this guy? Loudmouth. Crazy motherfucker. Fucking he, bad motherfucker, man. What do you think about Sean Strickland, man? Yeah, you know what, man? He has no filter, and I like that. You know, we live in a world now where everything is uh, looked at, reviewed, and censored. You say something, you do something, you're going to get canceled. You know, I mean, I guess, you know, it's 2024. Yeah, there's words that we probably shouldn't say anymore. There's things probably we shouldn't do anymore. But we're all human beings. Like, you know, I drop a swear word or I call someone a name. Oh, I'm canceled. Like, no, dude. And Sean Strickland, he just doesn't give a flying fuck, dude. He's going to say what he wants, does what he wants. And as a fighter, dude... Yeah, he's he's a bad motherfucker, man. I mean, we seen that. We saw that in the Israel Adesanya fight when he clocked him. I was just like, holy shit! I never seen Adesanya take that much damage in that fight in any fight because Adesanya was the middleweight king for a long time. You know, no one was stopping that guy. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. And then Sean Strickland comes in with his boxing style, no jujitsu, barely, no wrestling, nothing. He beat Izzy to win the title straight strictly from boxing no no kickboxing strictly just hands so yep. watching that was crazy and then um, the recent fight a couple weeks ago against uh, yeah, Drew with, Co- uh how do you say this fucker's name drikus duplices yeah it's a uh, drikus duplessis uh, so, I think that's how they pronounce it. I, I, yeah don't quote hey, me on that can you say it again you broke up there oh sorry uh, drikus duplessis 
Huh. Yeah, it's it's like yeah, the S is like silent, but uh, I I wasn't yeah. able to watch that I, fight. I, I didn't watch this. I didn't watch it either, man. It says it was a decision. Yeah, so a split decision. A decision. Yeah, it was a split decision. Yep. Uh, so it was a closer fight than many people thought. A lot of people were saying Strickland won the fight. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I was gonna watch it, but uh, I I I was really tired, and I I had, I, I was gonna watch it on my phone, but I fell asleep, so that didn't work. Um. So, but yeah, Sean Strickland, yeah, man, he's making a name for himself, I guess, you know, just saying what he wants, does what he wants. He's a good fighter. I mean, I've seen him compete, you know, a few times yeah. in that fight against Adesanya. I thought that was a hell of a performance by him. And then, uh, yeah. so yeah, you got that going on. And then obviously we got a um, pay-per-view coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I, I think it's February 17th. You got Alexander Volkanovsky going up against Ilya Tuporia. I think that's going to be a crazy-ass fight right there. You got two good fighters going at it. And then Ilya Teporia, man, don't sleep on him. But, you know, I was obviously Alexander Great, he's a pretty damn good fighter too. So I think that's coming there. Let me check real quick. But, yeah, uh, definitely I think the one fight that I was – and this is going back to last year. The one fight that I was actually looking forward to was Dustin Poirier and Justin Gitchy. And it was a good fight until that second round. Gaethje just smacked Poirier with that head kick, and it was game over. So, yeah, you had that going on. And he's actually going up against Max Holloway uh, pretty soon here. I think UFC 300 in April, I think that's when they're going to fight uh, Gaethje and Max Holloway. So that's going to be, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of blood spilled in that octagon and, with that and fight. Connor, Connor's supposed to be on that. Yeah, you know what? I think they were trying to get him and Chandler or him and Diaz, you know, Nate Diaz for UFC because I fought Nate Diaz. It would be the third time they fought. And it would be perfect because Connor won the first fight. Uh, Nate Diaz, or Nate Diaz, excuse me. Nate Diaz won the first fight, choked them out. The second fight, Connor won yeah. by decision. So the third fight, I mean, I love, I love watching them bang it out, man. Dude, right? It only makes sense. I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's February now, April, obviously two months away. Uh, I, I mean, if they yeah. can get something going, if they can get something done, I'm all about it. But I don't know. You got, you can't forget about Michael Chandler, too. You know, he wants a yeah. piece of Conor McGregor. I don't know. That, that That's a tough one. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one to uh, schedule if you're Dana White. But either way, it's going to generate a lot of buzz because you got uh, Conor McGregor's yeah. name all yeah. over it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of good fighters on here, man. On this April thirteenth uh, UFC three hundred card, man. Uh, it's saying that uh, something about Max Holloway and Justin Gaethy or whatever. They said it was canceled. Really? No, you were thinking probably of uh, Dustin Poirier and then uh, Ben. Uh, no, I'm I'm looking at it at the card underneath, but I don't know why it says canceled for some reason. And oh, really? Above it says that it's. Oh, I think it was supposed to be an undercard. Now it's the co-main event. Yeah. And then now they're saying the the main event is uh, Willie Zang. I don't know. I'm terrible with these names. Uh, Willie Zang and uh, I can't say these fucking names. And yeah. Jan yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Zone, you're not the know. only one, dude. Yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I no. I think they just. Yeah, I think they just put that up there because it's a championship fight. I don't know if it's going to be the main event. I mean, obviously, usually yeah. UFC fights are or championship see, fights are going to be the main events. But um, but yeah, no. And then I'm looking at this card too. You know, you got Charles Oliveira on this card. Yuri Prochaska yeah. coming back from injury. He's on this card. 
Calvin Cater and Aljamain Sterling going at it. Davidson Figueredo going up against Holly, uh, not Holly Holm, Jesus, uh, Cody Garbrandt. Um, Holly Holm going up against that Kayla Harrison. Uh, she just signed with the UFC. Yeah. She was from that, uh, uh, was it Bellator or the PFL? I think it was the PFL. She was she's kind of, she was kind of made a name for herself in that organization. She's fighting Holly Holm, who's been around for a minute. Um, Holly Holm, yeah, she's a bad motherfucker out of Albuquerque. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh but yeah. Yeah. No fucking took out Holly Ronda Rousey, Holm, man. man. Took out Ronda Rousey when she was on top. Yeah. Crazy. Oh yeah. Holly then, Holly Holm, and uh, I mean she's uh, older now, but like Holly Holm, the whole uh, Jackson Wink team out of albuquerque it's the same place uh john jones trains um <laughs> yeah, i mean that's a... they're a fucking masterful uh uh unit they're they're some they're, they're so deep into their craft yeah um and in albuquerque you're a mile high so you got higher altitude to train at it's a really low-key kind of slow kind of boring area uh shitty area and a lot of places there but there's some nice areas in albuquerque and the surrounding areas of course but um yeah, man, it. Uh, I don't know. They 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 do a hell of a job down there at Jackson Wink, man. Uh, yeah, but um, uh, got a lot of talent. What was I gonna say? They do. Also, uh, real quick on Sean Strickland here, I wanted to show you a clip. You know a hell of a lot more about the UFC than I do. I haven't been paying much attention to it at all. I'm just a fan, a casual fan. Yeah, maybe, but, you know, I've been watching it a little bit, um, but uh, obviously with these playoffs going on, you know, obviously hoping the Lions would go to the Super Bowl. I kind of been missed out on some uh, things for the UFC and mixed martial arts in general, but I try to watch a fight yeah. here and there. Yeah. I want to I want to show you this clip though from uh, Sean Strickland. It's a clip with uh, from Theo Vaughn's podcast. Yeah, and it's a clip. He's talking about his trauma and his childhood and stuff like that. I wanted to, I wanted to show you that and hear uh, kind of hear what you you think about this guy. But it seems like he's been through a hell of a lot and it kind of has built his his unique personality. Here we go. I'm gonna stop believing in God, man. Like fucking, <laughs> like I have fucking um, yeah, it's crazy shit, dude. You're crazy shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, bud. Damn. So, oh, man. We don't have to talk, man. I can just sit here with you for a minute. <laughs> wow. Sometimes it just comes out. Oh, no, dude. Like, I remember uh, I have a hole in my gum. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I used to scratch my gum, and I have a hole in my gum. And I'm... Just from being nervous and stuff? No, just anxiety, you know? Yeah, yeah even to this day. Yeah. I mean, the day, dude, like, I'm a grown-ass man. I don't give a fuck. I mean, you could post this. I don't care. Oh, dude, I don't have any... No, it's all good, dude. I mean, it's, it's, it's what it is, dude. I remember, like, laying in bed. like. Wow, yeah, you know, a fighter, too. You know, the fighters are supposed to be, I guess, quote-unquote tough guys but we're all human beings at the end of the day bro we all have our issues we all have our problems you know at the end of the day we gotta yeah. just try to i don't know i don't want to say battle it but try to you know be better than what our current situation is but yeah that, that was that was that was rough man i mean i think i saw like a little clip similar to that when he was talking about that but his like childhood trauma and what he had to deal with but man that's still that's still hard to watch yeah, I, I I'd watched an interview with uh, Sean Strickland and Theo Vaughn, and uh, 
it, it was cool, man. Theo Vaughn did a hell of a job at kind of navigating that and yeah, kind of creating a safe, uh, safe space, so to speak, um, for, you know, him to kind of open up, but not, you know, knowing when to, I think is talking to people and I'm sure over time, as you keep doing this, you get better and better, but like, you got to know when to step on the gas and when to press on the brake and shit like that. And I, th- I think he, he navigated it real well, but I, I just think, and that, that leads me into my next thing is that, you know, this, this podcast and in my channel here, you know, we're definitely a, a spot where we want to talk on, you know, our mental health and, uh, you know, uh, you know, Zach, Zach has lost two uncles. Uh, I lost my dad, um, and my uncle to, uh, to, uh, suicide. Um, and we want to create a, a good spot to talk on, uh, mental health and, um, to advocate for, for positive mental health. It's, it ain't a joke. There's a lot of us that have been through trauma. The older generations, they handle it a different way. They handle it in a, in a much more quiet way, a self, uh, reflective way, not talked about or whether by the bottle or whether at the end of a joint or things worse than that, or self-harm ways, or, you know, uh, but that's a big part and mission of my channel too. It's not just to talk on here and shoot the shit, even though I love doing that. Oh yeah. Um, I had fun today with that. Current, I had fun in, with in that. Current, yeah, me too, man. And, and to talk on current topics, but we're here, I'm here. And with this channel, I'm here, I'm here to create serious, serious, positive change in the world. Uh, and, and eventually, uh, pretty soon here, um, maybe I'll, I'll tell a little bit about my story. And, uh, also I'm looking to interview others, other families and other people, uh, that are, uh, victims of, uh, suicide and gun violence. And we'd like to talk to them and uh you know raise money and not just for people's families that you know have already committed suicide but people that have mental health uh you know issues and stuff like that we'd like to talk to common people and uh that are struggling with mental health if they're willing to to get on and and just chat and um you know we're looking to probably you know try and raise money for suicide and gun violence victims and their families and through the through the crowd here in the community that we build and also uh you know with people that are seriously struggling with mental health and and that could use some resources so we're looking to try and kind of crowdfund and that's one of the other things i'm looking to really do with this looking to interview and and, and uh help those people out and hear their stories um and, and and give to the to the average family average person you know and like how we were affected in our our family life it was it was changed forever um yeah, you know through for sure. uh forever yeah. i mean it, it 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 created such a it was so weird it was so bizarre because no one had ever talked about that stuff ever done anything like that self-harm nothing yeah and uh it came out of total left field right in both yeah, i mean you you never would have thought you know, but you just don't know. You don't know what people are going through. You know, you can't see, you nope. can't see in here. You can't see in their minds, unfortunately. I mean, if we could, nope. I mean, maybe we could try to help, help those people. Um, but yeah. Yeah. 
But yeah, very. Um, uh, say what you're gonna event. say. Oh no, I was just gonna just say very sad stuff that yeah we can't see what's in here because yeah maybe that could have been the the difference you know you can go to school all you want and see you know they can teach you oh all the signs of people being depressed or you know have suicidal thoughts okay great but you know you know if it happens well hopefully it doesn't but if it does happen like it's already too late you know but like i said we can't see in here we can't see in their minds so yeah it sucks man it really is unfortunate and sad that we can't uh we can't do that yeah and uh i don't know i feel like a lot of that suicide prevention stuff it's like and you know, they're not sure they only have a suicide. You know, I think Jay Cole talked about it on a song. Not only should they have a suicide prevention line, they should have a a homicide prevention line too. My my cousin, uh, my mom's side here, he's a uh, I don't know, like uh, what do they call it? A DA, a district attorney or yeah, district prosecuting attorney. attorney. Yeah, yep. And uh, he's a, an assistant DA or something in in a county here, but in Michigan, but, um, he deals with that all the time, you know, homicide, but, you know, like J Cole talked in the song, song, they should also, they should have a homicide prevention line, you know, for, I don't know, people that feel fucked up or maybe they did something to their family or, you know, uh, whatever, but there's, I don't know, man, there's, there's, there's a lot could be done to, to help out. Um, and I think there's a lot more than what's currently being done because obviously a lot of it, it ain't working. I think that there's also a lot of these issues because there's not a lot of fathers in the home, um, you know, and, and I'm sure, you know, as you know, a little bit like my relationship with my dad, it was very, you know, interesting and complicated and mixed feelings and, 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 uh, you know, there was times my dad was in my life a lot. There was other times he wasn't as much. And but I love my dad very, very much so. And and uh, um, it's just it's a shame, though, man. It's a shame because once people take it to that level, there there's no rewind. There's no there's no chance. No, it's just final. It's just done. Yeah, it's like and. It's a, it's just a shame, man. It's a shame because there's a lot of people that love them, but they're struggling in their own unique way. And uh, I, I, dude, I I talked to my I talked to him I talked to my dad a million times about therapy, going to therapy, or whatever, you know. Um, but that it's sad that these older generations they don't. They don't, they don't, they don't, they don't do that shit really. No. You know, so. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you know, back then you didn't have to, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but, uh, no, you're good. Yeah. Back, uh, back then, you know, obviously they didn't have the resources and then, you know, obviously society, you know, norms and thought processes were different. You know, if you had mental health issues or you felt depressed, oh, okay, you're weak, you know, man up and fast forward to today. Thank God, uh, our opinions and thoughts and the, you know, the mindset has changed on those uh, situations. You know, people are depressed. People have anxiety. People, 
I don't know. I hate to say it, but some a lot of people out there feel worthless, and that shouldn't be the case for any human being. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of bad people out there, like you know, murderers, rapists, child molesters. Okay, yeah, we don't we don't give a fuck about them. I'm talking about the average regular person, you and me. You know, you and me. It's like, yeah, everyone has their problems. You know, some people go and get help, and that's great. You know, others choose to deal with that on their own unfortunately it's like no always try to talk to someone you know reach out to a family member a best friend a co-worker somebody you know resources are out there now obviously back then not so much and not like i mentioned before uh the thought process was that oh okay you're depressed you have anxiety you're weak man up move on and it's like eh, it's not like that anymore you know, we're all human beings even, man no one's perfect you know a hundred percent and that's like that's like why they say like never meet your heroes, because <laughs> you see that they're imperfect. They're human beings. They put their pants on the yeah. same way. Yeah. You know, in the morning, they bleed the same blood. You know, like, um, but yeah, man, it's just it's very interesting stuff. But I wanted to bring that up because that's a huge part of my channel here, and in, in in kind of our mission, we want to help crowdfund and and use the power of the channel as we build up as we build up an audience to help others man right help others you know like i love mr beast and how much he gives back this is what i call it. it's it's kind of a it's a different version of of that in a way is how i think of it you know but it's to help out people that are really really in need families that are really really in need that lost a a, a loved one in a tragic way um and so anyways with that being said I want to ask you. Uh, I want to ask you a little bit. I know you said you didn't want to talk on politics, <laughs> but I want to ask. I want to ask you a little bit about what you think. And we don't have to if you don't want to. But I want to ask you a little bit about what you think about. It's probably going to be Trump versus Biden. Yeah. Because we live in such a free country, but we always end up with two main candidates yeah. and two dumbasses. Unfortunately, yeah. usually. Or all the time, so, really. But yeah. It's probably going to be Trump versus Biden. Yep. They've thrown the book and then some against Trump. It's gotten a shitload of people on a bandwagon because they're like, yeah, that's weird that they keep attacking the guy. He's supposed to be so terrible. for. They keep trying to put him away for like a thousand years, uh, which he literally is facing like not maybe not a thousand, but over a hundred years with all these different cases and all these different uh da's you know yeah. uh, district attorneys in, in, in different counties and the one in georgia or you know uh, that just fell through because they were having sex or something and now he's ordered to pay e Jean carroll i don't even know who the fuck that is 83 million dollars and yeah, i saw that i mean everything they're trying to fucking tear this guy down and it's such an obvious attack everyone's like we all just want freedom and uh you know I really like I like all guys that are for the good of the people, anti-establishment. I'm not left. I'm not right. I don't honestly, and I, I think if 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 you think that way, to me that's pretty goofy, uh, yeah. because I don't even think there should be parties. I almost think the party should be abolished because that's yeah. what has built in and led into this corruption that we're in. We're such a you know a corrupt nation that it's it's a it's a button up. 
right. kind of corruption here in the U.S. It's not like Mexico where the cartel runs a country and it's <laughs> not super yeah. obvious. Yeah, for sure. Um, they, don't, they don't mess around down there. a lot there. more buttoned up. You know, things are, you know, whatever. But you got to have a lot more money here uh, to corrupt this or that. Like uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband having a DUI and you got to have some real power and pull here to like for the laws to change for you right in, in a lot of situations yeah, uh, you, but you got, yeah i would say you got what, the money what do you, what do you think influence. about what do you think about the the trump versus biden and uh, inevitably it seems like it's going to be that and what do you think about um trump being taken off the ballot in colorado and maine yeah, you know, I mean at this point yeah it's just it's just crazy like you said yeah they just make him sound like he's like this like horrible human being i mean i'm not a fan of trump don't get me wrong i mean i'm just i'm not i'm not at all i'm not a trumper by any means necessary but it's just like to take him off the ballot though it's like well like what are we doing here and then on top of that trump versus biden yeah i mean it looks like it's going to be that way i i just think biden i don't know man he's just so old and it's just like he it looks like he doesn't he doesn't know what he's doing and we can't have that guy be the president of the United States. I mean, I'm sorry, but you, you have to get someone in there a little younger who knows what to do and how to speak and how to treat people and talk to people and negotiate with different countries and all that stuff. I mean, I don't know. that. Unfortunately, these are the two candidates probably uh, going to run for the 2024 uh, presidential election. They both suck. And I'm with you, John. I'm not left or right. I'm central. If you want to even call it that, you know, I'm not the biggest politics guy. I don't really follow, you know, politics because it just drives me nuts. But yeah, it's just, it's crazy times, crazy world we live in. Everyone's trying to influence an election, whether you're on the right, or whether you're on the left. It's like, oh, we don't want Trump in there. Oh, we got to kick Biden out. Whatever, dude. At the end of the day, they're all pol politicians, man. They all suck. They all lie. They all cheat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> take advantage of the system. They all, they all, they all can kiss my ass. Yeah, no. I mean, at this point, it is what it is. You know, hate to say it like that, but you know, we'll see what happens with yeah. the an election coming up in uh, November. Yeah, man. Um, if you had to pick one, who are you picking? Ooh, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> if I had to choose one of them, ah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel I like them both. I don't know. So for me, yeah, I don't know if I can answer that for, one because <laughs> they both suck. You're good. But yeah, how about so you? For for me, man, um, I'm I'm gonna keep it real, man. Uh, I've always thought if our economy is good, the average man does a little bit better in this country. Even though you know, to be honest, whoever's president or whatever. Most times it really has not fucking mattered, yeah, but with exactly. the world economic forum with Klaus, uh, Klaus Schwab, with them trying to control everything with them trying to own us all single family houses with it. Like we need a very strong leader. And, and to be honest, back in 2020, even when it was unpopular for economic reasons, uh, you know, pretty strictly, I don't care about what the fuck he says. I voted for Trump in 2020 and guess what? If 
people could take back their vote because they didn't like what he said and they, all this shit in the media about oh, he's gonna cause us to have war. And then you get it, you get a you get a, a soft slime ball fuck who's yeah. in bed with China, in bed with with uh, uh, you know uh, in Ukraine. All this corrupt shit. His son accepting a bunch of money. His son's a crackhead, but he doesn't get punished by the same laws. Then they tried to throw a case against uh, Hunter Biden to, to, oh, yeah, yeah, we care about the laws with him, too. And I don't even know what the fuck happened with that. But just, I voted for Trump in 2020. I'm sure as fuck not voting uh, for Biden. I know that for a fucking fact. Right. I really like no, can't. It sucks. It sucks with the way our, our politics are set up here. Yeah. I wish it was Agreed. on the merit and the individuality of each person, their content and their character, who they are. And I wish people didn't have to be fucking billionaires to say what they really want to say. I really like RFK Jr., Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Uh, and I thought his podcast circuit that he did that built up his following was fucking genius. That grassroots uh, marketing campaign. Use social media. Genius. To, That's to modern. Yep, exactly. To reach people, to reach young people. Fucking yep. genius. He's a billionaire. He'll be back. I think he might be Trump's VP um, from what it seems like. He says he's, he's uh, endorsing Trump, supporting him. I just think as a country... Where we were at economically, 2016 to 2020, before pandemic, it, it just, we're way stronger as a nation with a guy who, who has a fucking backbone and says how he really feels, even if it doesn't make everybody happy. My, my sister doesn't like Trump because of the shit he said about women, grab her by the, uh, you know. Yeah. I don't fucking blame a lot of women. I don't. I, you know, uh, I, my mom and my sister are fucking huge in my life. They always have been. It's always been like us against the world, kind of like Detroit versus the world and, you know, the Lions versus the world. So I totally get it from a woman's perspective. I don't, I don't want somebody or something that – I don't want something in general that divides the country either. Right. I don't. That's where I love Vivek because he's more about like – he's talking about like he's seen Trump and his mishaps – Okay, I don't want to be like him, but he talks about bringing the country together. I think that's a beautiful thing. I I would I would love it if things were less um, polarized. But our media and our politicians play into that right very heavily. And and uh, the ones that are in bed with other countries, I, I watch Andy Frisella. I don't know if you watch Andy Frisella a lot, but yeah, or here no. and there. Yeah, no, no. Rain, but, the name doesn't ring the bell. Yeah, but entrepreneur, uh, supplement company out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri, all about, you know, America and has a podcast, Very America. And he, he's, you know, I, I love his stuff. He's a little extreme at times, but um, what I'm trying to say anyways is that, like, these things where these politicians are in bed with other countries, the old, old, old farts. That are <laughs> in Congress. Yeah. You need to kick some of those people out too. 
been there way too long. There should be term All limits on that. All them motherfuckers. Yeah, there should and be term limits. There should be probably yeah. term limits. Yeah, so that way be. people can't get in the groove and get and get in there for 40 years and get hella corrupt and get payoffs from yeah, Boeing. Yeah, paid millions of dollars. All the military companies. Yeah. And like yeah. Nikki Haley, who went from like yeah. her average salary and then she got in bed with Boeing and now she's like, yeah, I want war and I don't even want to stop it. It's like, that's dangerous as fuck. Uh, we're going on like a World War Three scenario. We got China and Taiwan. We got the Middle East popping off, and we've had the Ukraine and Russia thing going on. Uh, and and that's all because no one respects America anymore. And all of us younger people in America, we've been taught not to have American pride. We've been taught in the media, on social media, in culture. Being white is a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, being being proud, uh, you know, to to be white, to be being proud to have, uh, you know, roots from, uh, you know, Italy, Belgium, as we do, uh, mm -hmm. Ireland, Ireland, as yep. I do. Yep. Um, that, that that's a that's a bad thing. That we're wrong, motherfucker. My the Italian part of my family uh, just came over here like 75 years ago. They weren't involved in fucking slavery, bullshit like that. We were fucking peasants when we came over here. My grandma lived in the Mac Avenue projects. Our grandma lived in the Mac Avenue projects of fucking Detroit, man. No, nope. uh, you know, uh, 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 50 years ago. So it's like I just I, I want the country to come together. People that are in bed with other countries uh, like that, like China, like Mitch McConnell, his wife, I don't know if you know this, his wife, uh, her whole family is is in the, the uh, CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, or whatever they call it, CC, I'm pretty sure it's CCP, nah. Chinese Communist Party, her, her whole family's in that shit. Like, yeah, oh, that's, that's crazy. obvious things like collusion against the United States. That's a treasonous act. That right. should be treated as such... People shouldn't, it should not be allowed at all. And, and I think it's, I think it's terribly wrong. And I, and I think it's, it's causing the fall off of the country and in, in, in where we're at now. And then all these billionaires that are sick fucks like uh, yeah. George Soros that are creating chaos and that are aligned with the World Economic Forum and them saying by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. <laughs> I, mean, I don't uh, know if you've. I don't know if you've heard that. I, I might have seen something. Yeah, I might have seen something. Real. Yeah, that's that's that, that's a Usually, scary thought. Yeah, in 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 um in in uh, Klaus Schwab's book, he came out with it in like May of 2020. Books usually take like a year and a half to two years to write. Uh, is is what I heard from like Patrick Bet David. He was talking on it. How the fuck did he come out with a book called The Great Reset? And it's about COVID and the pan and the virus and the pandemic. And by 2030, you'll own nothing and be happy. He says in the, that book, I'm pretty sure. If not, something else he's published. Like, how did he have a two-year head start on knowing about the virus? And how did, like, there's a yeah. lot of weird shit going on, man. Dude, like, yeah, it, this it, world, it, it's, 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 it's a weird place. It's a weird place, man. Like, we, we don't know, like, half the shit. Like, I'm, we focus on our lives so much that we don't even know what, like whatever the fuck else is going on in this world yeah it, it, it's it's crazy there's man. a lot of people like that but people people need to and I, they released 
are. I think a lot of people are waking up. I think a lot of people are waking up. Uh, but yeah, because they're sick and tired of the bullshit. That's all. You know, you can only handle so much as a human being. That you know, finally you just explode and you know, yep. stand up for yourself or stand up for yep. this country, whatever, whatever the situation is. But yeah, people are just sick and tired of it. Yeah, and I think, I think uh, to to, uh, to end it off here, man. I want to ask you. We'll go on a on a maybe a lighter note, but just curious. What's your uh? What's your favorite mob movie, man? My favorite mob movie. Oof. Man. Yeah, I know you mentioned that earlier. We were going to mention it towards the end. Oh, man. There's so many good ones. Obviously, The Godfather. That's a classic. I mean, you can never beat that. Godfather Part 2. What's your favorite, like, maybe like, what's your favorite favorite? Or give me like a top three, man. Or, top or three? Favorite, we don't even have to say mob necessarily, like, you know, Cosa Nostra, Mafia, totally. But just, like, what's your favorite, like, true crime, you know, or, you know, like, mob movie kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, man. I would say, yeah, it's a tough one. I not, mean. Not true crime, just crime. And, yeah, right, yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, in terms, yeah, I guess some uh, mob movie. Yeah, I would probably have to put The Godfather up there at one, and then two. Me personally, I like Goodfellas. That's a that's an all time classic. Uh, and then mm-hmm. three. Man, I mean Casino. Casino was really good. I like I like Casino. Uh, that was that was a classic. I like yeah, but Godfather Part Two was good. So yeah, maybe a tie between those two. Um, that would probably you like be my two top three. or one better? Godfather two or number one better? <sighs> Man, yeah, that, it's the rare times where I think the second film is better than the first, but the first is always a classic. I don't know, man. I would, I would probably have to go for two because that's when we I saw like number two more. Yeah, because we saw the ruthless side of Michael Corleone. He didn't take shit from nobody. He's going to do his thing, establish his family business. It's him coming on his own. And exactly. It shows the backstory to Don yeah, Corleone. Exactly. And it plays yes. back and forth. Yes. And it's such a beautiful way that they did it, man. I don't know. I, I almost, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, why didn't we learn all about Don Corleone at the start of the first one? Yeah, you would think. And and then it went into, you see, when I'm, it reverses. But like no matter what, it was cool. But it was just uh, in in uh, Robert De Niro playing you know Don Corleone early on. And, yeah, looking but, looking pretty young there too, young fella there. Oh yeah, <laughs> they all oh, yeah. were really. Um, but yeah, I think for the first one, I think they just wanted to show you know Don Corleone you know towards the end of his life. You know he's a mob boss. He's got to take care. Of, you know these last few things as the Godfather. You know as the mob boss. He's obviously going to give the, you know the reins to Sonny Corleone. Unfortunately, he uh, got killed and then then wasn't able to take over. So Michael Corleone took yeah. over. So yeah, I think that's what they were trying to do with the first film, and then obviously the second film. We got to see the rise. Oh, sorry. The rise of Vito Corleone, and obviously Robert De Niro killed it, um, playing the young v- uh, Vito Corleone. But yeah, the second one was definitely a very good one. I would, uh, I would have to agree with that for sure. And then the third the, one, you know, we, we all know how the third one was. It I never the, watched it. You never watched it? Okay. Um, I, I never watched <laughs> it. I, my cousin yeah. was just telling me, like, because I've always just heard it's terrible. So. 
I don't yeah. like wasting my time on shit like right. other people have already said. Like, it's dude, a long it's a movie, too. Two hours. Yeah, it's a long movie. Three hours. It's a long one, yeah. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, it wasn't the greatest, but... I don't know. Andy Garcia was probably the highlight. His acting in that in that one was really good. He played a good uh, character. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Vincent. Yeah, Vincent. Uh, he was like the illegitimate son of uh, uh, Sonny Corleone, just to give you a backstory. Um, but yeah, Andy Garcia definitely... Uh, was the highlight of that film um i mean yeah i know you you don't want to really waste your time watching dumb shit but uh yeah <laughs> part three yeah it wasn't the greatest but i mean I, I don't know it's not like the worst movie i've seen i mean there's so many other horrible movies out there i've seen unfortunately so <laughs> but yeah um yeah the third one eh, the, it doesn't doesn't compete with the first two in my opinion that's what i've always heard so i've always i like to stay away from shit that i hear is no good yeah but for sure. Anyways, man, uh, sounds great. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, oh yeah, no problem, brother. Yeah, thank you. Podcast. Yeah, thank um, you for coming on. Let everybody on my platform know where they can find you, what you got coming up next. Uh, you know, just anything you you want to plug and and put in here, man. Oh, for sure, man. So yeah, this episode that we did together, um, we you'll find you'll find the audio version. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Uh, you can check me out there, and then the video version and on my YouTube page at Guys Time the Brides. You just type that in, and you'll see the whole lineup of all my episodes I've done since um, last year, January of last year. So this episode will be on it. The audio version, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the video will be on YouTube and then obviously doing the podcast I try to do an episode once a week I've been doing them since the start of the new year on Wednesdays so I'll have a new episode then and then from there maybe John and tell them your name tell them your name on YouTube and Instagram and all that all that so, stuff so yeah on Instagram uh uh it's at guys time the brides uh obviously you see the t-shirt here yeah, you just look Hell for yeah. that logo. Um, you got so, merch too, right? Yeah, I do. I do have some shirts available. I can post that on my right. YouTube channel. Um, send me the link. Send me the link. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll send you the link um, so you can show it to your followers. In the description below. Yep, for yep. sure. And then uh, and then the, I have a YouTube channel too. So as I mentioned, at Guys Time of the Brides as well. Uh, you can watch my videos there. And then... I got my own personal page too, uh, at Zach Bryce on Instagram, you know, Facebook. I'm on Facebook too. So, yeah, you can check me out, check out some new content. And, yeah, this episode will definitely be on those platforms, as I mentioned. Hell yeah, man. Well, dude, it was, it was dope uh, doing this with you. I know we talked on a lot of different, you know, kind of different stuff, but. I, I had a great time, man, and, and uh, we should do it again, brother. Absolutely, John. Yeah, thank you, man. It was awesome. I'm glad we got this. We we had a chance to do this. It was, it was really fun. Yeah, no doubt. All right, guys, you all take care. All right, see you guys uh, later. We'll, we'll see you next time. Yep. Peace. Have, have a good weekend. See you later.